again and welcome. This is the Global Fly Fisher podcast and this is Global Fly Fisher partner Martin Jorgensen speaking. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is the 26th of December. Gray, cloudy, fairly cold Danish winter day. Boring day actually. I've been chasing some good water for a while now. Been out riding my car for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, trying to find somewhere to fish. And it seems like I may have found somewhere. At least I've put on my waders and uh, I'm preparing for a bit of fishing here. I see a couple of guys in the water already, so it can't be that bad. Um, I found a place where there's a bit of calm. The problem today was actually the wind. Um, the place that I had planned on fishing was just totally wasted by waves and wind, so um, the weather report wasn't quite precise on the direction and the and the force of the wind. This was much more than I expected, so sometimes that's the way it goes and you have to put up with that, but uh, unfortunately there's not really anything you can do about the weather, is there? Anyway, um, I'm out hunting for sea trout as usual uh, and even though the forecast for sea trout fishing is not really good this time of year, if I look at, look at the statistics, December is definitely not the month that you should go fishing. It's probably the slowest month if not, well, it might be one of the two or three slowest months. December, January and February are really not the right time of the year to go to go sea trout hunting. But anyways, I'm going to give it a few casts, uh, if nothing else, then just to burn off a few calories from all the good Christmas food. Uh, so we'll see what, what this amounts to. Uh, I have no idea. As I say, there's a couple of guys in the water already and they might indicate that something could happen, but um, I'm not really confident. I'm looking at a, a trough here or bathtub as we call them, deep part of the, of the coast that goes quite close to the, the shore. And it does look quite good actually. I think I'm going to put on a weight forward line and just walk on the beach and cast over that deep part. It's about, uh, I don't know, through two, three hundred yards or something like that. And uh, it could be, uh, it could be worth uh, probing that with a, with a shrimp fly or something. That's probably what I'm going to start with. But first I'll just rig a rod. a six seven weight uh, nine foot rod with a weight forward line it's uh, it's a bit on the heavy side for this type of fishing but uh, it's the one that I do have a, a line on reel for uh, my lighter rods actually uh, my lighter reels actually have uh, shooting heads on them so and since I want a a weight forward line. This is probably the, the one to take. It's a nice rod anyway, so I'll be fine with with that. And uh, as long as the <coughs> as 
long as the line suits the rod. Uh, it's actually not a big deal that it's a bit on the heavy side. I can make, make some nice casts with that one. quite a, a busy day on the beach today. People are out walking, uh, taking their dogs out and out just getting some fresh air. As I said, it's been Christmas and everybody has been eating and most people would want to burn some energy. So this is pretty busy, dogs and, and folks, but not that many anglers. As I said, I just see a couple, which is quite nice. Um, it's always nice to have things to yourself and always nice to fish the water as the first person in a, in a day. I'm sure that a lot of anglers will spook fish. Um, let's see. Bite off the old tippet. It's always, I'm always afraid it's a bit rotten. I always check the nuts and the tippet and it seems to be quite okay. Here and uh, dig out some flies. Uh, see if I can find my fly box. There it was. And I think I'm going to go for one of the proven flies, just a gray shrimp like thing with a bit of flesh in it. If I have any left, that is. There was one. And that one not really sharp. I want a sharp one. That might be a problem. I'm running out of my proven flies. Well, it's winter. Let's take something brighter. Maybe a white one with some flesh in it. Since it's pretty cold, I want, want something with a bit of flesh. And also something that's a bit, that's a bit bulky. And moved some water. So that slow fish might be able to to pick up the movement. I'm tying on the, the fly with a with a loop knot so that I I'm sure that the fly will move in the water um, with the tippet sizes we fish here, which is about like point twenty two twenty three twenty five millimeters or 2x or even 1x, um, the fly has a tendency to not really move in the water and just sit like stiff on the on the tippet and I don't want that. I want it to move freely. Ah, the last tea, that was nice. I'm just gonna leave that in the car. This is a place where I'm very, very close to the to the water, so I don't want to bring it, bring anything. I just want to bring a small camera, and I want to bring the recorder, which is already recording, and I want to put my big camera in the car where it can't be seen. Right now, it's on the front seat. That might be a bit stupid. Uh, in spite of the fact that there are lots of people here, I just sure don't want to risk having it, having my car broken into. So I'm just going to put that in the back too and close up everything here. And of course the key is in my pocket in my trousers, which is pretty stupid since my trousers are in the 
waders and there's quite a way down there oh man why do i always do that usually i put the keys in the in the back of the car just so that i'm sure that i can find them but not today okay i dug them out here the camera is going in the pocket here i have my fly box i have my small camera i'm almost ready i don't even want to i may bring a cap i don't want to put on anything warmer than that it's actually not that cold but a cap is always nice since the hair is getting thinner it might be a good idea oops that wasn't a cap i keep all my my stuff here in a in a watertight bag all the reels the mittens the cap the hood and everything so that if i put my wet waders on them they won't get too wet alrighty and lock up the car and whoops the door is open we'll try again like that and we're ready to go and actually the sky is getting blue now and the sun might even peep through the skies so or the, the clouds so i may see some sun it could be good we'll see I see the two other guys going in now, which is probably not a good sign, but, and again, what do I care? But they might have had a, a day without fish, so I don't know, maybe they just want a break. I'm not going to go where they are fishing. They're actually fishing on a point here, which is quite good. Small reef sticking in to the ocean and, and the dark band from the deeper parts of, of the sea coming in. So it's actually yeah, one of the best places on, on this particular stretch of coast, but I'm not going to go there, mostly because they're there and also because I decided to fish this uh, more, more close close up water in the, the trough here. I'm just balancing, balancing on some rocks. I'm a bit unsafe on my legs. Uh, like that. Okay. Whoop. And in this case I'm actually not going to go in the water. I'm just going to stand right in the, on the edge of of the water here and see quite close there's a bit of dirt in the water that might be annoying catching the line but anyway looks quite nice I can see quite a lot of seaweed and some rocks and things sticking out of the water and there's a bit of current which is great and then I'm just gonna fish the whole thing off just Casting small short casts and watching out for movement, seeing whether I can entice anything to, to bite. I can see that it's clearly shallow further out, 
because there's a there's a bit of wave breaking on the outside of this deeper part but uh, the deep part is actually fine it's like exactly the the width that I can cover with a cast so I'm just gonna fish that through I may want to go on the outside later on and go on the sandbar out there but as it is right now I'll be fine with the with this deep part with the rocks and and the, and the weed and as I said I'm catching seaweed in the line already in since the, I'm in the, the shallow part here where the the waves are or the waves you can't even call them the waves but where it's breaking a bit uh, it's just milling around the line and of course every now and then I'll get some weed on the on the line here but I think I'll be fine I could bring a basket or one of these neat stripper things that I actually just acquired a, a flexi stripper a Danish contraption which I'm going to to write about later it's a, a small plate that you wear around your hips and it has spikes on it that you drape your line over but um, I didn't bring it today Could have been, could have been. I may have seen movement just behind my fly there, uh, but didn't feel anything, so I don't think it was a fish. Usually, most fish would be slow, but they would take, even though it's cold. Oh, no, seaweed. That's something that wakes you up when. This weed is just killing me. I'm just walking into a zone with a lot of weed. Ah, should have brought the stripper. But anyways, the sun is coming out. I'll just hold the line in my hand and fish on here. It does look quite nice now. That looks pretty good with the sun shining on it. I'm getting out of the weed now. Just walking on small patches of, of floating weed that just mills around in the in the surface here and it it will catch your line but in this case I'm I'm going to just walk past it I have some rocks behind me quite low so um, I have to watch my back cast since I'm quite high uh, I don't have any problems keeping uh, the fly free of the rocks but that's something that you have to be careful with when you're fishing the the water close to the beach that is that you might actually bang your fly against the rocks in the back cast uh, weed again weed again on the fly line okay that's off i'm just walking along here just fishing the nearest part of the of the water here and just taking a step and a cast and just fishing my way along Probing. I can see that the bend that I'm fishing widens out here. I'm gonna strip out a bit more line and cast all the way over the sand and let the fly pass over the dark part. I'm in water which is just above my ankles now, so and I can actually see a lot of turbulence ahead of me that might be current or 
rocks or something, but at least a lot of movement, which I like. That would be good. I like movement. in store for the year to come well honestly I don't know I will probably go to Iceland again but that will be in the autumn or late summer and apart from that we have the traditional trip to Bornholm and we have uh, some spring fishing planned but uh, nothing really big I'm not going to the tropics or anything like that as far as I know not going to New Zealand, which I would like to. I'm not going to Patagonia, Argentina, which I would love to. I'm not going to the northern part of Sweden, which I would also love to. Even though the family has planned a trip to Florida, uh, just on the drawing board, uh, I'm not really sure about that either. Of course, if I went to Florida, I might be able to put in some fishing there. But uh, it would be a family trip first of all, so... One thing is for sure, I know the, the early spring will bring me some trips to Sweden for, for big sea trout. Casper, uh, one of the Global Fly Fisher partners, lives over there and we're definitely going to visit him and, and fish his local waters. He actually just moved to a house which is quite close to the water. And. Uh, Fishing Sweden is always great. The fish are just a bit bigger than they are here. And it's a nice place, definitely. Also, we'll see a lot of sea trout fishing, of course, and I'll record whenever I can new podcasts. But as I said, nothing really specific in the, in the planning, so uh, I have no idea what the year will bring. We will see. There can always be some surprises, invitations, sudden journeys that pop up, but that will remain a surprise, even for me. getting out of this white zone of, uh, of seaweed now. I can see the sand getting, getting closer. I'm also getting into a band of weed, a lot of weed that's floating in the water. And I definitely do not want to drag my fly through that. I'm just going to have to peel off seaweed all the time, which is not something that I want to do so I'm probably going to reel in now and just find somewhere else there's actually a place quite nearby where I might have some sun which is really really a, a, a very good place it's a small place so if there are other people fishing there it won't be really good but if I have it to myself there will be the chance of uh, of the fish there, especially if nobody else has fished it. As I said, 
people having fished over the same spot all day tend to spook fish I think so unless of course they return after a, a short break so well I'll just reel in here and head back to the car get a cup of tea and move to a new spot uh, seaweed as I anticipated lots of wheat and that's gone now and my fly is resting on the rod and tightening up the fly line here whoop and back to the car see you on the next spot this second spot that I want to try and it seems that I have the whole thing to myself and that's nice I see a cormorant sitting on a stone out there which is probably a sign of nobody nearby because cormorants are quite easy to scare and I see the water but I can't see the, the prime spot yet the water looks good <laughs> that's also nice but I would expect that because it faces almost the same way as the place that I just fish, fished a while ago. So, and yep, it seems like I have it to myself. Excellent. will of course immediately go to the and there the Comoran took off even though it's probably a hundred feet away there are a couple of more more of them down there see if I can get my camera out before they before they take off they're really alert now well they're moving and second one swimming off there and the last one, just as I got my camera ready, I'm going to take a picture anyway. And they are, as I said, very easy to scare. As soon as they see anything, they will disappear, which means that they haven't seen anything before me, which is quite nice. Now they're all taking off. Uh, just see if we can get to the water here and find ourselves a fish. I would definitely like to catch a fish, but then again, I'm fishing, so that's quite natural. It does look good. Have a wind right in my back here, and casting should be extremely easy. The water is fairly high, which is sometimes good. Sometimes not that good, saw some movement out there. It might be a bird, but I'm just watching. 
didn't see the bird go down, but I did, just saw the wave of the ring. So I'm now waiting for the bird to come up. And if I don't see a bird coming up within some 20 seconds or something, that's where I'm going to fish. It's that could be a fish. That could be a fish. I'm definitely going down there. My philosophy is definitely always fish if you see something that could be a fish. It's better than fishing a place where you have seen nothing. Oh, it was a bird. There it came. It was a Comoran. They leave quite a mark in the surface when they when they swim underwater in shallow water and, and it's, uh, it's easy to mistake them for a fish. So, I'll just go where I decided to go in the first place and start my fishing there and just slowly move my way across and I'll eventually cross the place that where the, the, the bird was. So I'll cover all the water, I'll just walk along. As I, as I thought I would have sun here, and there is sun here, even though it's extremely low. Uh, it's around noon, and it won't get much higher. And even so, it's just behind the houses and the trees in my back. Uh, it's barely rising above. So, it's typical for this time of year. You have these extremely short days. The shortest day was the 23rd. And uh, very, very early sunsets. Whoops. Slippery here. I'm going to go on. Yeah. Oh, oh I thought I saw a fish, but it was just a bunch of wheat, wheat floating in the surface. I hope there isn't too much of that. I can see quite a bit here. That's so annoying, but and again, wheat means food, and food means fish, so it's not just bad. It could be. That's another thing that I'm going to dream about this year, is fishing for uh, Dorado in the Mexican Gulf. These patches of seaweed remind me of these Dorado dolphin fish uh, that will always hang out under these seaweed patches because there are lots of little little fish under there and that fishing just seems so exciting those fish are just so beautiful <coughs> and there's some current here so the weed is going to move along and I'm going to be able to fish right where I want to. Ah, it could be nice. This is the conditions are pretty good. I would be able to see fish moving. So I'm just scouting here. And the sun is shining just as I dreamt of. That's nice. And the wind in the back, and you can't have it much better than this. Of course, 
a fish would probably improve on the situation, but apart from that, uh, nice long casts. And stripping off some more line here. It's a fly ankles disease. Whenever you make a nice cast, you strip off some more line and make an even longer cast, which usually winds up a lot worse than the previous one. So it's just a bad habit that I probably share with most fly anglers. If you're blind fish, you, you tend to just try to cast as far as you can. And of course, second cast here, the fly landed behind the fly line and didn't stretch. So I really gained nothing actually. A, a, a worse cast, as I said. Does look good. It does really look good. This little patch. This is a place that I love. And this is a place that has never given me big fish, but always has given me some nice fishing. right in front of me. That was definitely some movement from something pretty big. Let's see if we can... Wow, that looked big. I think I saw the fish in the water. That was a nice big fish. Oh, and really close to shore. I'm just watching the the same spot now and just a bit further out it just moved slowly out just turned around and moved out yeah. if I spooked it it's probably not going to take wow that was a big fish let me just cast a few Casts further out there. <laughs> I have the sun in my back and just as the wave rose here, I could just look into the wave and see something moving and in the same instance turned and left a big a big hole in the water. Oh that would have been such a nice fish. It was a big fish. Too bad. It was pretty close but not not that close. I, unfortunately I probably spooked it. So sign there is a chance of getting a fish here I 
And the casts are really nice. Having the wind in your back like this, just uh, carrying up the line is just is really nice. Let's see if I can. I'm really anxious, anxiously watching out here. It's uh, sorry about the silence, but I'm just concentrating. Not that I think that there's a whole school of these big guys, but it might be around somewhere. No, no, no. It seems like nothing is really going to happen here. I'm probably going to say goodbye now. Just reel in and go to the shore and get everything under control. So, this will be it for now. Another unproductive December day. Nice and not really cold, but anyway, a winter day, a typical one. Um, this is Global Fly Fisher Partner. Martin Jorgensen saying thank you for listening and uh, I wish you all a happy new year if you have any comments or suggestions or questions regarding uh, these podcasts the global fly fishing you know fly fishing uh, as, as a whole feel free to drop me an email or a comment on the website my email address is Martin at globalflyfisher.com and uh, please just just write me and I'll do my best to, to reply to you uh, and since this was probably the last trip of the year I will be seeing you in the new year so enjoy yourselves on New Year's Eve and uh, have a good uh, have a good time Goodbye.
That was track number one from the album Guitarscapes by Jeff Wall from Magnatune.com.